Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News, coming to you on this hump day, November 15th, 2023. We got so much to get into. Uh, Will Smith news, Taylor Swift news, and tons of Bachelor content. All this and more on today's Bachelor Rush Hour. We're taking over the world, baby. Come on, let's do it. All green lights for us here today. That's right. It's your rush hour drive home. Dave Neal coming at you. Lots of content to get into. I've got Courtney Robertson announcing her pregnancy. That's right. Her third pregnancy. We got her on the phone. I'm going to share that with you on the back end today. But like I said, we are jam-packed with content. Absolutely wild in the streets out there. I'm going to play a lot of original stuff for you today. We're going to jump into some non-bachelor news, then followed by Nick Vial and Wells. What Wells said on Hannah Brown's podcast and what Courtney Robertson had to say about him saying, you can't manufacture a villain. She said, hold my villain. Uh, uh, iced tea. Anyway, let's jump over to Jennifer Aniston. She finally breaks her silence on the death of Matthew Perry. Here's what she had to say on Instagram. Oh boy, this one is cut deep. Having to say goodbye to our Maddie has been an insane wave of emotions that I've never experienced before. We all experience loss at some point in our lives. Loss of life or loss of love, being able to really sit in this grief allows you to feel the moments of joy and gratitude for having loved someone that deep. And we loved him deeply. He was such a part of our DNA. We were always the six of us. This was a chosen family that forever changed the course of who we were and what our paths was going to be. For Maddie, he knew he loved to make people laugh. As he said himself, if he didn't hear the laugh, he thought he was going to die. His life literally depended on it. And boy, did he succeed in doing just that. He made all of us laugh and laugh hard. In the last couple of weeks, I've been pouring over our texts to one another, laughing and crying, then laughing again. I'll keep them forever and ever. I found one text that he sent me out of nowhere one day. It says it all. And then she shared the next slide. Maddie, I love you so much. And I know you are now completely at peace and out of pain. I talk to you every day. Sometimes I can almost hear you saying, could you be any crazier? Rest, little brother. You always made my day. Very touching words from Jennifer Aniston. Let's move over to a salacious story. Jennifer Pinkett Smith responds to claims that somebody made that Will Smith had a, I guess, a male sexual relationship. Anyway, here's what Jada Pinkett Smith had to say, caught by TMZ leaving a building in New York City. Oh, we got it. Oh, we're black. I'm sorry. What do you say about the allegations? There's like, you know, like so many boomers. Anything you want to say, we sue it. I know that's right. Thank you, Miss Pinkett. There it is. She said, what do you say to all the rumors? She said, we suing. Uh, but uh, we'll have to see how that story plays out. Uh, put that in the pop culture news we're keeping tabs on, along with uh, Travis Kelsey, who is now dating Taylor. Uh, what's her name again? Taylor Swift. Is that what, is that? She's an up up and coming country musician. I believe they call her. I call her. They call her fans the Swifties. Either way, we all know Taylor. We love her. She's the greatest pop star of all time. Next week, she'll be featured on Dancing with the Stars. All of her music, at least. Did you guys enjoy Dancing with the Stars last night? Ariana Maddox crushed it. Crushed it. Uh, Charity Lawson did well. Jason Mraz. Um, and we said goodbye to uh, wasn't he Barry Williams? Is that the guy from Brady Brunch? He Brady Brady Brunch. Brunch. Uh, we all love brunch 
Brady's, Brady's or not, love a good mimosa. Either way, he was fantastic, showed that you can learn, you can teach an old dog new tricks. And, uh, and hey, I'm, I'm even liking seeing um, Harry, the, the uh, guy from Too Hot to Handle. He's doing okay on Dancing with the Stars as well. I know he's terrible, but, uh, you know, he's trying. And shouldn't that mean something? And speaking of trying is Travis Kelsey, trying to wrap his head around dating uh, the most popular person in the world. That is Taylor Swift. And she changed her lyrics when he came to a show to see her perform in Argentina. I guess if you go to Argentina to see someone perform, it's kind of nice if they reciprocate by changing the lyrics of their hit song. Have a listen. To officially be uh, the guy on the Chiefs. <laughs> you mean karma? Karma. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I had no clue that, uh, well, I might have had a little bit of a clue, but um, definitely when I heard it come out of her mouth, uh, still shocked me. And uh, Yeah, you could tell in the video. I was like, it was pretty. Oh, sh she really just said that. You were that. so All shocked right. you left Scott hanging. <sighs> Scott's over here looking for a high five. Yeah, Mr. Swift, I apologize, big guy. Oh, man, <laughs> I missed that. I never miss a high five, too. Big high five guy. It's the most electric thing you can do in a, at an event. And uh, so, sorry, Mr. Sweet. So, Travis Kelsey is in the VIP section, standing next to Taylor Swift's father, and Taylor Swift writes a lyric to her song about Travis Kelsey. If we were wondering if this relationship is real, it is. And I tell you what, I'm on board. I'm on board with this. I mean, how great is it that he plays this little old sport called American football, and there she is in another continent selling out stadiums. I mean, really, he has met his match on this one. You could say he outpunted his coverage, uh, but again, he's not a punter. He's a tight end. But you understand the pun. He even had your Chiefs lanyard on. Got him onto over here to the good side, baby. Scott, you know what I'm saying? What are we doing, Scott? Just, just one by one, getting all the good, good ones. To you're come gonna, on you're over, gonna man. let this man's devilishly good looks and relationship with your daughter sway you from a <laughs> lifetime of fandom, Scott? This is ridiculous. All right, so that's Travis Kelsey talking to his brother, uh, who we're calling the other Kelsey, uh, Jason, and they talk about uh, the you know the Swifty Nation and all that is coming from this story. Absolutely wild. And speaking of wild, we've got a wild card. Uh, Courtney Robertson announcing her pregnancy. We're going to have uh, our unique conversation with her uh, right after this. All right, friends of Bachelor Rush Hour podcast, I need your help. We got a bad review, but it, no, it's a productive one. The review said eight minutes of ads. It's a two-star review. I've heard Dave comment about too many ads on other podcasts. List, lately, he's joined the ranks. 20% of content selling stuff is too much and beyond annoying. I don't disagree. We're still trying to calibrate how many ads we can put into this podcast to make it enjoyable. Now, what you have to know is sometimes I'll say, put two ads at the seven-minute mark, and sometimes they put zero and sometimes they put two. So it's very hard for me to know exactly how many ads are going to play. But do me a favor. If you're listening to this, let me know how many minutes of ads are playing throughout the whole episode and shoot me a DM because I do think it's fair to have ads played that helps fund the show. But at the same time, I don't want to overdo it. So if I'm doing 25, I think this is fair, 20, 25 minutes of content, five minutes of ads. I think that's a fair mix. So that makes 30 total minutes. That's better 
longer than a sitcom, which has 21 minutes of content and nine minutes of ads. So that's the goal is 25 minutes of content, five minutes of ads. Let me know if I'm hitting that, if it's way worse. I, I Truthfully, be honest. I will not judge you. And to the two-star review, please consider changing your, your review as we figure this all out. And by the way, we got some hilarious comments. Someone commented this on a Clayton Eckerd video. I only clicked on this video to say that I'm sick of seeing videos about this mess. I usually skip them, which means that these days I'm skipping about 80% of your content because it's all you seem to be covering. My response, how entitled of you to let me know. My sincere apologies for not catering my workday to your consumption demands. How crazy is it that, you know, and don't get me wrong, most people can't get enough of the Clayton Eckerd content. It's a fantastic story that's going to play out live and become a documentary. In my opinion, it's that wild. Jane Doe will disagree, but I still stand by that. And yet I guess some people can't get too much of the content. It's so annoying, Dave. I also got this content comment, which I actually enjoyed. At least she made it funny. Can I sue you for always showing up in my YouTube feed with stories about these nobodies? <laughs> and that, of course, was also concerning Clayton Eckerd. My response, sure, go for it. Join the list of people that want to sue me for talking about Clayton Eckerd. This is Clayton Eckerd news, folks. All right. So anyway, Courtney Robertson. Big fan of the show. We love her. She's fantastic. Her family's beautiful, sharp-witted, funny personality. You're going to hear that conversation with her very shortly. But here's what she had to say on her podcast regarding the villain edit that Wells seems to think doesn't exist. Have a listen. Before we jump to our guest, oh, I have to touch on the fact that I, I did hear Wells Adams on another podcast talking about how there's no bad edits. I'm sure you've heard other podcasters talking about it. I would love to get him on to pick his brain about that and give him a couple different scenarios. Hey, look, I never blame the edit either, but I doubt he's ever had a bad edit. Um, there it is. She shots fired. Burr, 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 burr. Courtney Robertson doubts Wells has had a bad edit. Of course, he's a golden boy. You know, you always have like uh, the people like Michael that are always like, oh, you know, if you're not bad, you don't get a bad edit. And it's like, all right, you're a golden child. And I use him as an example, but you just don't know unless you've been in it. You don't know, right? Either way, we have a full story covering this, um, uh, which with regards to Nick Vial confronting Wells, you can go to YouTube to watch the full story covering it. But here's a quick version uh you said i don't think maybe on a podcast or maybe your podcast on hannah brown's hannah brown's podcast, podcast yeah. that there's no such thing as a bad edit i said i don't really believe in that what does um, that mean okay it, we were really talking about like who should go on the show and who shouldn't go on the show and i what i was talking about was i think that you really shouldn't go on a show like that if you don't really know who you are, like if you're not super comfortable with like who you are as a person, um, because what I what I tend to find. And, and by the way, he says he knew who he was because he was 31 years old. Any 40 year olds believe they knew who they were at 31. You know what I mean? I don't. I just I reject his reasoning. I think it's his opinion. But it's like just because you get to watch the show play out as the bartender, you're still on the payroll. And I don't think you exactly can can speak for everybody that have had a bad edit. They're not bad people. It, they're not necessarily void of any self-awareness. They were just in a scenario that didn't go swimmingly. Is 
when someone doesn't really know who they are or they haven't like kind of like emotionally evolved or matured to like be really comfortable with who they are when they go on a show like that they get really scared about how they're going to look so they start pretending to be the thing that they think they're supposed to be and then that just comes across as like super inauthentic and i think the american public has been watching so much reality tv over the years that they can smell that out from a mile away and then that comes across as villainous because they're not being uh, true to themselves. And luckily, if you watch the YouTube version of this conversation, you'll see that Nick pushes back against him and says, no, what about Thomas? You know, Thomas was a nice guy. And then Wells says, well, Thomas did say he would date, he would go on The Bachelor. And, and then, you know, Wells called, uh, uh, Nick Vial called that rubbish. But hey, good to see that they can have a conversation here where they can disagree and Nick can push back. Mark this day down on your calendar that I agree with Nick Vial and everything he had to say specifically regarding this uh, conversation. Uh, but with that said, he still treats, like Nick will still recap the show and call people F-boys and, and, and say this guy's horrible when in fact he knows that that's not the case. You know what I mean? So he's aware that the show creates these villains and yet he also watches and gives his audience that sort of belief that what they're watching is the real deal. Does that make sense? All right, let's let's uh, let's jump over to our conversation with Courtney Robertson. She announced she's having a baby and we said, heck, let's just give her a ring. Domino's, how may I help you? <laughs> Courtney Robertson. How are you? Dave Neal, how are you today? I'm so good. And I just saw that you are having your third baby. We knew this behind the scenes, but it's a it's people exclusive photos official. Congratulations. Ah, uh, thank you so much. It feels so good to finally share the news. I got this big belly, so I've been laying low on social media. I know. Your family looks so beautiful. Who took these photos on people? I found somebody who was affordable here in Central Phoenix where we live, and the pictures turned out great, but man, that was a scramble that morning trying to keep the kids clean and just to get a couple pictures. We tried the sonogram, Paloma uh, crumbled it up. It was it was a fun time. Oh, do you th <laughs> do you, does she does she like contextualize that you're pregnant? Do you think she understands? Uh, she points to my belly. Uh, I think she knows. She says, baby, baby. But Joaquin definitely understands. He told everybody at school and we had to wait to tell him because he can, you know, before we told our family, I'm like, oh, he's going to tell everybody. <laughs> yeah. Kids don't quite understand how to keep a secret. That's a, that's an adult. I mean, adults don't, but kids definitely don't. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, she's, She's got um, like a little like that last baby energy, so she's. It's going to be interesting to see how she deals with another baby. Now, you, <laughs> you did you do the official? Oh, you did. Okay, you did the official gender reveal. It's a boy. Um, are you done? Is this going to be a family of five? Are we done now, or what? Yes, yes, and everything is like, oh, this is the last time, last pregnancy. So I've been savoring it, but yeah, I'm forty now, and. You know, I really went back and forth. Like, should we have a third? We're going to be outnumbered. And, but uh, yeah, it, it worked out. We had a couple of losses leading up to this pregnancy. So we're just, we're thrilled. We felt like it was meant to be. This will be the last piece of the puzzle, Dave, when we've already outgrown our house. <laughs> well, I was going to say, two kids seems to be, you know, what each parent can kind of wrangle a kid. But the third kid to me seems like you've no longer got home field advantage. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a little chaotic, but luckily they'll both be potty trained. They're both sleeping through the night, but they're going to have to share a room. So we're like, shoot, should we get bunk beds? Uh, <laughs> Joaquin loves to sleep in our room. I'm like, hey, I told him last night, like the baby's going to be sleeping in our room for a while. So already kind of greasing the wheels. Oh yeah, I mean, look, I I I grew up with not getting enough attention, and I got it. That that got me into the world of podcasting. So if you can do anything, raise the kids so they don't get into comedy or podcasting, and you'll be a good mom. I just hope they don't go on The Bachelor, and then I'll be good. I don't want my son's sons to ever date. I'm like, no. But that would li- that would literally be how you know you've really aged if your kids are now. Uh, on the show. I, they they have yet to have that, but they're close. I think there are some alumni that have adult kids now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Maybe Chris Harrison's kids. They're getting up there. Oh, I would love to see Chris Harrison's kids on The Bachelor. That would be so fantastic. Um, I, I guess, know, right? I guess while I have you, are you watching Golden Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise? Heck yeah, I am. I usually watch it the next day on Hulu at a commercial free Loving it. I do feel, I know you've covered Kat Izzo. I'm trying to get her on the podcast. I feel for Kat. It's, uh, you know, she's the villain. And loving Golden Bachelor. It's so wholesome. I, you know, I, I kind of like a little bit more drama. So I wasn't sure how it was going to, you know, it's a pretty steady Eddie season. But man, that guy's got high likability. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, we just absolutely love him. Now, back to Kat. So you, you were, considered the villain even though you've pretty much won your season of bachelor but um do you think you would have flipped that script on bachelor in paradise do you think you would have had a better edit or more of a villain edit so i was thinking about going on season one and i really talked to the producers and i was like you guys can you promise me you're not going to do it to me again and here's the thing i told somebody this on a podcast the other day i don't think that you can control whether or not you're going to be the villain or not. I truly believe that. I really disagreed with Wells Adams. Like there's no bad edit. Obviously we can't blame the edit. We're responsible for what we say, but having been in the other side and like really became the villain, I literally had no clue Dave, when I came back. Like I knew I had said some things, but like how the level that they took it to. So I feel for the villains. I love chatting with them. And I know Kat is struggling. We've been messaging. We've been DMing. And I mean, she, they did not do her any favors this season whatsoever. Yeah. Well, with, with you, get, getting to know you, I can totally understand how they were able to edit you to be a villain because you just have a funny yeah, sense Yeah, because you humor. hear me say these like, kind of off-the-cuff things, right? But when you're, it, it, it lands differently in person, right? Oh, yeah. I would probably, I could totally see myself coming off like the villain just from wanting to people-please with producers and throw people under the bus and this and that. Now, with Kat Izzo, people go, well, she said those words. And, uh, and my thought is, even if she said the words that she said, she's still like rather than take it as someone being uh, mean they're really just like they're in fear they're afraid of rejection you're dealing with all of these like high school emotions that are coming back because everyone's vying for the same people it just seems like blame the toxic environment more than the person is my thought I agree I, I do and I think people have to remember it's a television show the producers before, every, before they start rolling and everyone's sitting there they're teed up they say, let's make a television show. And I just think what people don't realize is like how much is filmed and what's actually shown because there's so many cast members, right? So you have to make, let's say what, a two hour show 
And you sit in those interview rooms for a long time. And what's actually shown is like, I think that I did the math once. It's like 2% of what is actually filmed. So, you know, it makes for great TV. But, you know, I saw the comments on Kat Izzo's Instagram, her post, and you know, maybe she could have worded it differently, but clearly people aren't showing her grace <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's also something to it where they're like you and her are both kind of like the model good looks. And I wonder if that's just an added target to somebody because she's, you know, she's beautiful and she's out there not giving the audience, I don't know, homegirl pageant edit. She's kind of more raw. So Again, it's never about making excuses for people. It's just about saying, when are we going to realize that it's not real life? You know? None right. These- when also you think about like the friendships that are like, you see these bachelor seasons now where all the women are good friends. She's best friends with Charity Lawson, for God's sake, you know? And you see that on the, the, se- the main seasons, but on Paradise, it's a different kind of a thing. And I, I don't think you can fault her for playing the game. She dated Brayden. Then it was the other guy. Like, that's what you do in Paradise. I would do exactly the same thing. Going back to what you asked, though, if I was on Paradise, I think I probably would have been similar to a villain edit, which is fine. (laughs) I probably would have been going for the guy that I wanted, you know, no, whatever, hold the bar. (laughs) Now, not to get too personal, but you're you're having your third baby here. Do you think are they they no longer talk about the boom boom room on Bachelor in Paradise? Do you, are they having sex? I am so curious. I would love to know that, and I think so. I, and I've heard I've talked to other people that have been on the seasons, and they they say they love going there because it's the only room that has air conditioning, <laughs> which makes sense. So it's like, oh, okay, you're going to melt here all day. You see that everybody's sweating on the beach and the boom boom room from what I hear is the only one with AC. So that's so funny. I think we're about to find out this week because it looks like Kat's heating up with, um, was it John Henry? He's got one of those names. You have to say the full name. Yeah. Look, they're, they're a good, they're a good duo right there for sure. Um, yeah, because I wondered about the boom boom room because they, it's, you know, there's, I heard, I heard, uh, this, this thought that you, you have to know somebody for six hours before you decide if you want to have sex with them or not. Well, usually you decide, well, let me, let me rephrase that. Usually you decide right away if you would have sex with them, but in most cases, people want to spend six hours together. So that might mean two or three dates or one really long date. So when you factor all the time they spend on the beach by day three, they should be good to go is my thought like the third date rule right they always say you should wait three dates and uh but you know obviously they're not showing it i kind of feel like in the last couple seasons though they kind of do it towards the end before they come down and say like okay you need to decide if you're gonna leave engaged or whatever and i feel like that's usually when they kind of highlight the boom boom aspect yeah but yeah you want to test drive the car before you buy it <laughs> well because i mean you you were you were on the bachelor a, a while ago but enough to know how it all works was that something you were wondering when you went into the show like are people actually setting this time aside uh, you know how because it's one thing to worry about how your edit's going to be judged it's another to worry if they're gonna you know do some weird pun after your morning after episode like the sprinklers go off or something you know Oh, yeah. Well, they tried so hard to get me to, A, after the skinny dipping scene, they tried to get me to admit to what happened out there. I did, thank God, I did not take the bait. And then um, after the fantasy suits that morning, 
they woke us up at like four or five o'clock in the morning. And then that night was the, the road ceremony, which I, then I realized like, Oh shit, I was the last overnight or whatever. But um, in the morning they put me on camera and they were just grilling me. They were trying to get that little sound bite, you know, of like, how did the night go? And I didn't give it to them. Thank goodness. Yeah. You know what? I don't know how I would react with that, but I, I, boy, I tell you what, I give you credit for skinny dipping. My anatomy does <laughs> not do, I mean, I would, I mean, maybe a well-regulated hot tub would be okay for me, but, um, you know, I don't know if I'm running into open waters, uh, salt water. I don't know. I don't, you know, that's not, uh, that's not a home game in my book. Oh, well, the, luckily the water was warm. It was Puerto Rico. But on the, on the flip side, as I got um, attacked by some water bugs and had a massive allergic reaction and they had to get the paramedic and give me a bunch of IVs that uh, kind of calmed my, my head of head to toe body rash. So that was not shown. Oh, sexy. <laughs> Very sexy, Courtney. <laughs> it was worth the off uh, mic time though. The, uh, you know, they didn't have mics on us out there and I didn't, I was smart enough to know like, Ooh, I could really shake them down and basically told them like, Hey, I don't like this girl. Yeah. She's got to go. And are those the same kind of type stuff. of water rashes? Like when a jellyfish stings you, you got to get someone to pee on you because that would, that would be a different, uh, you know, <laughs> type of fantasy suite date, depending on who's asking. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, it was a, like a major allergic reaction. I've never been stung by a jellyfish. Thank goodness. But, um, um, well, so I'm looking at your podcast after reality. You just had a, a pretty big bachelor guest, Becca Martinez. She's got three babies and you're well on the way. Uh, how did that convo go? You know what? It went really well. Love chatting with her. She's got some great uh, mother tips, motherhood tips. And then she shared some stuff about her season uh, with Ari. You know, we dated the same guy. So we had a fun chat about that. But she shared something that they brought her back and recorded something after he gave her the boot and like they were kissing. So she shared some stuff that didn't make air, which I was like, wow, I never knew that. So it was a, it was a fun chat. Wow, sure. I loved having her. Courtney, what a good tease that is. I'm going to have to go check that out. That's a great tease. And don't forget, you can go check out Courtney Robertson's podcast after reality. You're absolutely going to love what she's doing over there. I think she's great. I think she's got a unique voice. I think she's silly. She has the perspective of someone who's been on the show. And uh, she's far enough removed that she can watch it just like you and I, fans of the show. All right. If you want extra content, I oh boy, I hate to say this. I ran a Mary Bang Kill a scenario by my wife on today's Patreon. And you'll have to hear what she had to say. I gave her the option to marry, bang, kill Tyler Cameron. Uh, no, no, no. Who did I do? I did. T I did Tom Sandoval, Nick Vial, or Jack Osborne. We did Special Forces. Are you guys watching Special Forces? It's a great show. Uh, it's getting real emotional. Tyler Cameron is an absolute beast. He's carrying the whole show. He's fantastic. Uh, my mind is made up. If I need to go into a battle anywhere in this world, I want to do it with Tyler Cameron by my side. Like I said before, he can save you. Uh, he can protect you from you know a burning building. And if uh, you get lonely, you can just stare at those dimples. Right, folks? All right. Well, either way, uh, that's going to do it for me. I'll be back tomorrow. We got so much good stuff going on. Make sure to check out the YouTube or donate to the Patreon if you want to join for the private bonus content. Patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Enjoy the rest of your evening. As always, I've been Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour.